Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Here on the Swell Shenanigans Podcast, we're still kind of figuring out, you know, what the vibes are, what we're doing. But I do know that I like talking about all things pop culture, social media, and shenanigans. And today we kind of have like a pop culture, social media shenanigan hybrid. And here to talk with me about that is my friend, uh, Lisa Duncanson, the bar exam guru, the founder of Bar None Review, which is a bar prep encompassing program. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me, Amanda. <laughs> I also know Lisa because I actually have done some work for her for some of her classes in the past, but I also know her because yes. uh, she uh, lowers herself to date my father. <laughs> Okay. I had to get one little dig in there. I had to get one little dig in there. Had to, yeah. had to, had to. <laughs> yes, Lisa has been a part of my life for a very long time. Um, and I think you're very impressive. You're one of the few people, you're oh. the only person I've ever met who has passed the California bar twice um, in different <laughs> formats, which I think is incredibly impressive. But today I brought you on because uh, there may be some shenanigans or at least some questions to talk about with Kim Kardashian passing the baby bar and her her law journey. Yeah, I can't help but laugh at that. So <laughs> we'll get that so, out of the way for now. <laughs> yes. Mainly my point uh, for the listener is that uh, Kim Kardashian of the Kardashian fame, um, we are not knocking the fact that she is now pursuing law or what she wants to do with law or anything like that. But we are calling into question some of the means of which she is pursuing law. The... Um, What's the word? Baby bar? No, I'm trying. I want to say, I was going to say like the handicap she's been afforded, but that's not the right word. Like the, um, gosh, oh my God, okay. I'm great at this. <laughs> the, oh, the special treatment and the yeah. um, luxuries that are being afforded to her in her law mm -hmm. journey. And then I think, honestly, if it weren't for the fact that she tweeted that her journey that she's going, the path that she is on is harder than the traditional path, I probably wouldn't care that much. Yeah. But the fact that she said that what she is doing is harder than anyone who has taken the LSAT, gone to law school, and then studies for the bar is a little insane to me. So that's why I brought Lisa on because she, one, is familiar with the bar, but she also literally teaches people how to pass the bar and is familiar with the company that Kim Kardashian is using to uh, help tutor her to pass the baby bar. And I think they're using her too. <laughs> yes, the mutual, the return of investment of influencer marketing yes. is not is not safe from the law field of anything, mm -hmm. right. apparently. So yeah, can you tell us a bit about uh, what you do? And I get, yeah, just start, start there. Sorry. I don't know why I cannot talk today. <laughs> You're fine, Amanda. You can. <laughs> so I founded Barn and Review, which is a bar prep company, full service bar prep for the California bar in 1998. And uh, after doing bar prep for a couple of law schools, and I was able to learn on, you know, their dime how to help students. And I had some pretty good success. So I decided to go on, out on my own and do it privately. I've been doing bar prep for about 25 years. My main competitor is Barbary. That's who helped Kim Kardashian, but they've been doing it over 50 years and they're sort of the, the go-to. Would you say that they are the most well-known or like in the most easily searchable on Google? Like I'm trying to just understand how this partnership became. They're, yeah, they're the most infamous I guess I would okay. say they're the most infamous. They have been sued. A lot of people don't know this, but they've been sued for antitrust violations 
more than 15 times. They've had to pay 29 million most recently, 49 million before that. They're currently trying to settle a class action settlement for law students who attended their programs and didn't feel that they got the benefit they were supposed to get. On their website, they say that nine out of 10 people passed the bar with their program. And I, that can't be true. I mean, think about Mm -hmm. the fact that last July, 7,930 30 some students took the bar exam and just about 50% passed. And so if most people are taking Barbary and Pass and Kaplan, which are the two companies that have been sued multiple times for, you know, they they go to law schools and pull down our posters. They have their their student reps do that. And then they go to law schools and they buy exclusivity. They can only do that at, at private law schools like Cal Western or Southwestern or the other school. You know, they can't do it at UCLA or um, they mm-hmm. can do it at USC. So anybody other than Barbary or Kaplan pretty much can't go to any of the private schools because they've been banned. So Barbie, for example, Cal Western gave them, Cal Western or, or uh, San Diego Law School, I think it was San Diego Law School, they donated $100,000 for a new moot courtroom, and then they got an agreement to be exclusive. So I can't post there, nobody can post there. So that's why they keep continually getting, so students only know of one option. So this is the bar exam prep mafia is what I'm hearing. Like This is like, <laughs> I le- I this like is your- the cartel moving in on this like this, there's there's intimidation yeah, I, there's bribery it's got it all that's great amanda <laughs> you're awesome that's what it sounds like like this is like this is okay in my here this is how not in the same league me and lisa are like this is my equivalent of this is me going up to a girl scout selling section and being like hi what do i have to do so i am the only one allowed to sell in front of your store and then paying (laughs) off the store clerks so that only my table any other troop that comes through here out of luck no this is amanda's turf that's what this (laughs) sounds like that's a good that's a good that's a good uh way to put it scouts of america i did not do that if you (laughs) i'm just using it as an analogy i know you didn't (laughs) i I do remember making about 90 cupcakes with you. (laughs) (laughs) And some of them got rained on when we were cooling them outside. That that was fun. Right. Oh my God. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, they clearly seemingly are either trying to have a monopoly on or they have a controlling state in the bar prep game. And that's what the antitrust suits were for, to rein them in. And it really doesn't work. I mean, yes, they pay a fine, but they make so much money. And they've been sued by other bar prep companies, mostly class actions for students who were uh, unhappy. But they say that th- when I was doing a little research for this, and we'll get back to Kim, because that's too much fun to not get into. <laughs> um, <laughs> I came across not j- I just wanted to look up the lawsuits. And one of the attorneys who unfortunately now has passed away that did most of the lawsuits in the 90s, early 90s, this has been going on for a long time. He contacted me because he saw some posts that I had about pretty expensive advertising that was torn down and marked up and you know stuff like that. And so he wanted to know more about that. And uh, I found it really kind of fascinating about how this guy was very passionate about trying to 
pretty much take them down. It didn't work, unfortunately, for him, but not sure where I was going with that. But just, oh, oh, I know what it was. Okay. <laughs> so I'm having you're fine. talking today too. So you're fine. I, when I was looking for this stuff and trying to find that attorney, I came across a little ad that says nine out of 10 bar exam takers pass with Barbary. And I thought, that is so untrue. And underneath it, I think I sent this to you, it says, we don't care about the bar pass rate, nine out of 10 pass. And I'm thinking, well, they don't care about the bar pass rate. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's what's making me think that like, okay, what's your sample size then? Because if you pick like, oh, of 50 random of our students, yeah, nine out of 10 pass. And it's like, well, yeah, if you choose a large swath of people who have passed in entirety, like, what's the statistic that you're using? They're saying that they have an 85% or more pass rate. And the problem with that that I have is that out of the 7,900 and whatever plus students that took it in July 2021, 50% pass. Which is for California specifically? For or- California specifically. Okay. And then about twenty five to 3,000 take it in February, and their pass rate was 33%. So the average pass rate is under 50%. And most people take Barbary, thousands of people take Barbary, and some take Kaplan. So they own the pass rate. So they can't be getting 80% plus. Yeah. And we we do get 80% plus, but I don't have 3000 students. I'm a boutique bar prep about to become a different type of bar prep because we're going national with the uniform bar exam in July. We've been doing pilot tests of that. So that's exciting. Um, But the thing is back to that nine out of 10 pass, you know, 90%, 85%. That's just not true. It can't be true because if most of the people are taking that course and the bar pass rate on average is no more than 40% year round, then it's not Mm -hmm. possible for that to be the case. You know, I just, I don't buy it. And plus I deal with students, you know, who have taken, they take Barbary, they fail. And then they, obviously people who pass with Barbary don't call me up. So, you know, I get mm-hmm. this slanted view, I suppose, but they take Barbary and then they get a free retake and they fail both times. And then mm-hmm. they come to their senses, talk to people and they find me or someone else that does more, you know, private tutoring and looks at their scores and sees, you know, your writing scores are really low or your multi-state, which is the MBEs, the multiple choice section of the bar exam, which is now 50% of the test. So those are scoring low. You're not meeting the the average that you need for California. And California has some of the highest requirements. Sorry, I just want to bring it back to Kim. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm just trying to, um, and I may actually have to grab my, uh, let me grab my charger really quick because I'm sure. And now a lecture on torts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everyone gets free bar prep uh, at least once a month with uh, swell shenanigans. <laughs> I try to not get sued, and then we give you free bar prep. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there is some free bar prep online. Um, yes, we have, we'll plug we'll in your stuff at the very end for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> On average, per bar exam, how many people do you think Barbary has access to? Or has like enrolled in Barbary each session? Most of the bar takers. Because here's what happens. When you go to law school, the first thing you are offered is you can pay a couple hundred dollars to get all of their books. And I mean, the stack of books is like this. It's it's Each subject is 150 pages. So they give you the first year law subjects. 
and mm -hmm. you get to freeze your price for whatever that's going to be um, at the time. And because they do prep in all states, which we're about to do, students pretty much commit to that right away. Well, you don't know when mm -hmm. you're going to practice law. You might want to be in New York. You might. So if you take our course, you can take it in any state. So we're going to compete on that level soon, which is great. So students are recommended to take it by their school because there's an arrangement between Barbary and the schools, not UCI, not UCLA. So I but so just on average though, yeah. so most oh, bartenders, average, which means- I would say majority. I'm assuming that that doesn't mean that a majority of the bar takers are then getting four hour video calls and then no. multiple phone calls throughout the day when they have study questions with their individual tutors. <laughs> right. They don't have individual tutors. They don't have individual tutors. Great. Okay, cool. So that is what they typically only grade three essays. That's it. Out of, you know, there's more than three essays on the bar exam, but they only grade three. If you want more, you have to pay more. So it, it's nuts. Oh, so wow, they get even, wow, they get even less than I thought they did. Oh, they don't. You get hours and hours of video, assignments that can't be done in less than 15 hours a day. So people get lost behind and they lose their confidence. And so it's not an ideal situation. But yeah, so Kim Kardashian having taken the baby bar three times and failing it, and you're only allowed to take it three times, so... I can't find anything that's changed that, but she took it for a fourth time and maybe she had an appeal. There's no, no evidence of that, but the rule is three times. That's still the rule as far as I know. So I pulled up her tweets announcing that she had passed the baby bar. Let's break down the baby bar a little bit because there's the bar exam and then there's the baby bar. It's called something else, but it's known as the baby bar. Yeah, first year law students exam. So the baby bar is basically what you take to get around taking the LSAT and going to law school. And it's the first step to actually taking the bar so that you can practice bar without all of that. Practice bar, practice law. Wow, doing so yeah. good today. <laughs> uh, it's, the, yes. it's an alternative route to practice law without going to law school, right. correct? And in California, people that go that route, and I'll explain a little more about what that route really means. Less than 2% actually pass the bar exam in the end. Less than 2%. I found that stat today. I had no idea. I've, I've had people study with me to take the baby bar. Um, mm -hmm. We used to provide prep for that, and but only for students that are in a law school that's unaccredited. And because they are getting some type of, you know, some of these unaccredited law schools are very affordable. Some of them are good. Some of them are terrible. So buyer beware. But if they're unaccredited, you can't move on to your second year of studies without passing the baby bar. That's the, oh, okay. it's really to protect people who are going to a law school that's going to pass them anyway you know, and they don't want that because then they'll never pass the bar. When people study outside of law school, like Kim Kardashian is saying she's doing, and I say that because I, you know, I did a little quick, I mean, we all see, you know, social media and stuff like that, but she's, she's a celebrity. Yeah. She's, she's, I think she's in the Bahamas right this moment. You know, she's traveling all over the world. She broke the travel rules 
during COVID to celebrate her 40th birthday in Tahiti. They had a private island, though. It was very oh, yeah, official. She went to an island. And, um, <laughs> everyone got tested. It was yes, very. <laughs> yes. But, you know, so it's not a typical, you know, law prep experience. But she's also supposed, supposed to be working for a law firm and under an attorney's tutelage. All I see is that she got really. Uh, tons of extra help from Barbary to help her pass on the fourth time. Uh, Barbary doesn't provide anything like that for people taking the bar exam. They'll certainly do the same thing for her for the bar exam if she gets that far. But the bar actually has the say in whether she's met the criteria. So after taking the baby bar, which she has now passed on the fourth time, and for some reason that's being allowed because it's usually a three-time limit, But after that, she's supposed to submit work through an attorney who is following her that she's an apprentice for. Basically shadowing an attorney, essentially. Yes. And well, actually working as a law clerk, usually. Usually they have to write motions. Usually they have to work at the firm. And they also have, I mean, that's usually how people do it, so that they actually learn how to be a lawyer. I mean, paralegals often know more than some of the attorneys they're working for because they do the actual under the writing. I I probably should get trouble for saying that, but you know, they do a lot of work. A lot of them decide to go to the bar, you know, go and take the bar and go to law school. And I've worked with some students that have done that and they're excellent writers and they get through, but I don't believe she's doing that. You know, I just, it doesn't look like she is. I mean, she's, if you don't mind, I want to read her, uh, Twitter yeah. thread where she announced that she had passed. Yeah, please do. I, I saw it recently. So I'm just going to read the full uh, Twitter yeah, thread because it. we've talked about it a bit, but OMFG, I passed the baby bar exam. Looking in the mirror, I'm really proud of the woman looking back today in the reflection. For anyone who doesn't know my law school journey, no, this wasn't easy or handed to me. I failed this exam three times in two years, but I got back up each time and studied harder and tried again until I did it. I did have COVID on the third try with 104 fever, but I'm not making excuses. Did she go to a testing site with 104 fever or was this when everything was online? I have no idea. I don't know. I can't, I can't say. I'm hoping she was at least quarantined in a corner or something. I don't know. In California, the way I'm studying law, you need to take two bar exams. This was just the first one, but with the harder pass rate. Would you say that that's true, that the baby bar is a harder pass rate than the traditional bar? Uh, It has a low pass rate because of the people who are taking it because they are going to unaccredited law schools or they're not going to a law school. So they don't really have traditional... If you have to take the baby bar, you don't have... You have to take it because you're not doing a traditional type of study, either going to an Mm -hmm. unaccredited law school or studying on your own through an attorney. And that's why the pass rates are so low. It's not a hard test. It's just, you don't have to don't take tell it. Don't tell me that. I'll, I'll try and take it for a video. <laughs> don't tell me that it's not a hard test. I will make an attempt. <laughs> uh, you would pass it, I'm sure. You would. With a little help from me. Yeah, you would. But, uh, <laughs> but that's another conversation. <laughs> she goes on to say in the same tweet, I was told by top yeah. lawyers that this was a close to impossible journey and harder than the <laughs> traditional law school route. But it was my own only option and it feels so 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 good to be here and on my way to achieving my goals thank you to van jones who talked me into going to law school in the first place and introducing me to jessica jackson and aaron haney who have brought me along to watch their every move in the courtroom so she's claiming here that she is working underneath these yeah. uh, people and she must she has to be in order mm-hmm. to be uh, able to take the bar at any point 
And Mm -hmm. she had to be able to justify that to take the baby bar, the first year law student's exam. Because if you aren't able to submit hours of working under an attorney and doing, it's not just, you know, the shadowing it's, I mean, that's great if she's able to do that because you can pick Mm -hmm. up a lot, but you have to show proficiency in the three topics for the first year, which uh, really for a part-time student would be tourist contracts and criminal law. And so those are the only three subjects on the baby bar. The actual real bar exam has 16 subjects on it that you have, any of them can be tested. And then it also has 200 multiple choice questions called the MBE, multi-state bar exam that everybody takes in every uh, state in the U.S. to You have to pass that. And different states have different numbers. So, but back to that 2% pass, right? Less than 2% Mm -hmm. who do this route that she's doing without going to a law school. That's pretty low. But I think with... Yeah. (laughs) And I was surprised at that. I thought it would be more like 15%, but it's not. Because I worked with one gentleman, probably 97, and he was just really sharp. And he had never had a live course before and he passed the baby bar. And so Mm -hmm. I guess he was one of less than 2% or something. I mean, I don't know how many people even take it, but. Oh, that's a good question. Hold on. Let's look up that statistic. Yeah. This is from town and country magazine. (laughs) It's it's talking about Kim Kardashian and how she passed. So Mm -hmm. people were asking, what is it? Only 20.7% of the 275 candidates who took the June 2021 bar exam passed. California has not released the pass rate of the October administration of the exam, the one Kim Kardashian seems to have passed, considering that the state told October test takers to expect the results mid-December. And that is when she got her results. Yeah. Uh, she posted mm-hmm. about this December yeah, 13th. So, so that is that yeah. is on time. Um, mm-hmm. So gosh, for California only, wow, 275 people. That's, yeah. And 20% pass rate for California. Well, that's more than 2%. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. I'm not sure that stat could that be related to COVID? Because uh, we talked briefly on the phone in preparation for this mm-hmm. call about yeah. how I had heard that one of the uh, Real Housewives husbands, Real Housewives of OC husband, I believe Simon something, uh, had passed the bar, and I had been told that his something had been lowered or whatever, and there was like shenanigans for him to get passed. I looked it up. Apparently, no, he had not yeah. passed it. He'd failed four times, and then mm-hmm. he had passed it. Because he took it right when or right before after they lowered the score entry for COVID. The cut score. And yeah. that is when he got in. And so yeah. it's like he passed. Yay. And yeah. so, um, so uh, what he did is he scored a certain amount and they lowered the cut score from 1440 to 1390, which I think is actually a good thing. But anybody who took it from 2015 forward who had that score Uh, over 1390 was admitted. And the reason they changed the cut score is because it was really, wow, that's, yeah. Well, I mean, assuming they have their moral character and all of that. Yeah, no, but he had taken it four times and failed. And then I think he took it the, I think he took it again and then Mm -hmm. it was lowered or they just counted one of his previous tests. Well, they went back a couple of years because they changed the cut score due to changing the bar exam from a three-day test to a two-day test. They thought it wasn't fair to have the 1440 since there were only two days. I'm not sure what the rationale was there, but I think it's a more fair 
uh, exam. So not shenanigans, just luck of the draw. Well, luck of the draw, because I have students that, you know, came to me after getting what they call reread. They're so high that they get a second look. This person who now works for me missed the bar exam by one point. She got 13 39.4. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Not to be dramatic, but I'm going to be honest. I would walk into traffic. <laughs> yeah. So I would lose my mind. 14. I'm sorry. 1439 point something. So she needed 1440. And when she got that score, she came to me and I worked with her and this was years ago and she passed and was a very happy day. I got to go see her get sworn in and everything. Oh, and yay. now she is Mackenzie. Now she works. Yes. For me. She practiced law for a couple of years, but decided she really enjoys teaching. So I grabbed her. She was really upset when she heard about that because if they went back a certain, if they went back a little further, she would have been passing by quite a bit. And so mm. it, it annoys people, but I do think, you know, at some point they have to just draw the line and, you know, it's unfortunate. So I do think it's a more fair and an easier task. So with Kim Kardashian, I find it, you know, it's, this is harder than the traditional route. And I find mm-hmm. that really kind of strange given that she is flitting around the world with uh, now Pete Davidson, but whoever. Would you like to hear the next tweet? Because that's the one that mentions Barbara. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, please do that. So uh, <laughs> she finishes out the the one talking about her mentor saying, I appreciate you for letting me tag along and ask all the questions along the way. And then mm-hmm. she says, Barbary Law School Bar Prep. I couldn't have done it without you guys. Setting me up with professors. Oh, she names the professors Sam Farkas and Chuck Sean Holtz. You changed my life. Thank you for putting in the hours, 10-hour days, daily four-hour Zooms, or in-person practice tests week after week. We did it. See, there was a point where she talked about multiple phone calls. See, I wonder if certain tweets got deleted because I feel like something's missing. Or maybe she said it in a different thing that's not part of this thread, but she would mention that there was multiple phone calls made throughout the day if she had questions and things like that, and that's not mentioned here. Totally different than anyone would experience with Barbary. But, you know, they're doing it in my mind because of the cachet of, you know, we we got her through it. And, you know, and she's high profile regardless of what she does. Right, so in right. the for any listeners, she has what I refer to in social media as vanity numbers. And so it doesn't matter really what the return on investment is. It's still a good return because it's just more eyes on your company, your right. brand, your product than you would right. ever get with a billboard right. on Sunset or any other organic number. Absolutely. So she doesn't have to really, I shouldn't say that like the investment of just her putting that name in a tweet or working with them in general is so worth it to them, regardless of whether anyone else, if anyone even signs up through that tweet or because of her, it doesn't matter. They're now getting more click-through rates. They're potentially getting boosted in the Google search terms, like there it's vanity numbers attached to it. So yes. <laughs> yeah. It's uh you know, I mean, that kind of help is way beyond I mean, it's not even close to what people get if they take that course or any course. I mean, nobody has private tutors four hours a day via Zoom and you can call and talk to somebody. If you're a Barbary student or a Kaplan student or a, I mean, not to just attack Barbary, but if you're any of these students of these national bar prep companies, you have no one to call and talk to. You know, there are people that have left Barbary and started tutoring and they charge $12,000 for 10 weeks of prep. And just so you know, when I took the bar right out of law school the first time, 
I passed, but the bar pass rate back then was 70% in California for the July bar. And it's not because we're smarter or anything like that. It's because bar prep was then expected to be four months and two weeks. So in our last semester of law school, whether it was, you know, she says this is a four-year process. I went to law school part-time while I worked full-time and I went to, it took me almost four years to graduate, three and a half. But we were expected in our last semester to study the for the bar starting in April. So we'd have April, May, June, July. And that was just standard and expected. And now bar prep, and this was Barbary. They were they were around then. Bar Passers was around, but they shut down. Uh, a company called PMBR also sued out of business because they stole MBEs. And then Kaplan bought that course, and now that's Kaplan. So it's, it's a really interesting history, and there's a lot of unknown things. You can search PMBR and Feinberg, who's the guy that set uh, started that course. He went and had his... his staff take the bar exam in different states and memorize MBEs, the multiple choice questions. And then he was caught, they were on to him. He was caught in Alaska, the only place that you could have notes and write notes during the multiple choice part of the exam. And they Mm -hmm. caught him with the notes in his pockets and they sued him and he was sued for $13 million and uh, basically went out of business. So it's a really unsavory history that a lot of these companies have, and they'll do anything to make their money. And they, you know, that one thing that I saw where nine out of 10 people pass with Barbary, well, maybe ultimately they do, because my students, to Barbary's credit, when I get them on their third or fourth or fifth attempt, sad. My question is, is that per bar exam, nine out of 10 of our students pass? Or is that Eventually. in the history of Barbary, nine yeah. out of 10 of our students pass at some point, you know, like what there's certain there's parameters of their statistic that I need to know. <laughs> yeah. And they don't share that, you know, and so there's no way it's nine out of 10 every bar round because that will be a 90% pass rate. And if, you know, 6,000 at least of these students are taking Barbary, then how come the bar pass rate across the state isn't much higher? I don't own the bar, bar pass rate. Um, at some at some point, maybe I will, um, but we do pass people at 80, 90%. But we're honest with them. You have to get 80 to 90% on your practice questions on the MBEs, the multiple choice questions. And there are companies out there that tell you that 60% is the national average. And that may be true, but that's a D. I mean, pretty much, that's not a passing score. And in California, you have to, your practice score should be above 85%. And I constantly tell people this, I do videos about it because I want this nonsense or shenanigans to go away. You know, it's it <laughs> yes. used to be that you got real bar prep. That's why I passed. And I still was terrified to take the bar exam. And then I took it again in 2008. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, yeah. I want to set up your your hold my beer bar pass story because okay. that's what I call this. Like I've mentioned, Lisa teaches people how to pass the bar and she took it right out of law school. What year did you take it for the first time? Sorry. 1994. I'm an old lady. 1994. <laughs> <laughs> 1994, she took it for the first time. Teaching her students all these years. And then I believe 2008, you said, is when you retook it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in 2008, her students were like, well, you don't understand how hard it is now. The test is different. It was easier when you took it. And she said, okay, and went in and took the bar again without studying other than the fact that this was her job. 
and yeah. passed in one go once again. And <laughs> if that is not the fuck around and find out, I'll prove you wrong of bar passing. <laughs> well, I, I signed up for the July one in 2008 and I chickened out. So I wasted, you know, over a grand, but whatever. And I thought, what am I worried about? But what happens is when you take it from the law school that you go to, where I used to teach, would get a list of all the people who attempted the bar exam. And if I were to fail, they would find that out. And they go, oh, Lisa, does bar prep fail the bar? And I thought, this is ridiculous. These people, some of them haven't even taken the California bar, but they're bright and they're capable of teaching law school. So you weren't worried about necessarily not passing the second time. You were worried about if it could have potentially affect your business and your ability to teach passing. Well, I was worried that my my colleagues, my former colleagues at the law school I taught at, and I thought this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't pass it. So I went ahead and did it in February. And this was back when it was still a three-day test. It's now been reduced to two, which I think is much more reasonable. And maybe I'll take that in Arizona or something because I'd like to do that because I'm sick that way. But, <laughs> um, but so day one was tailor-made for me. All the subjects I had taught at law school were tested. It was super easy. And I thought, oh, wow, I could pass this thing, you know? And then the MBEs were difficult, but, you know, no, no harder than the first time. And I actually finished on time the first time I didn't. And then day three was it just, I thought, no. And it was the subjects that I had other professors teaching, but <laughs> I passed and it proved something to me that my method works because I, I don't, I didn't study wills in cause I wasn't teaching and I would grade exams, but it's very different to look at the exam answer and look at their writing and improve their writing than it is to like memorize that subject. And it was wills, corporations, and I forget what else part. I, I don't remember. I remember calling my mom, you know, on Friday night, because I you could log in and see whether you'd passed. And I expected to see your name is not on the pass list. And so, and I thought that'll still be a good experience. Just, you know, mm -hmm. because I'll know what it feels like. Yeah, at least you'll be familiar with the new method of yeah, testing yeah. and all and of so that. Said, yeah. Oh, congratulations, your name is on the pass list. So I called my mom. And she's just been such an amazing support in my life. And she she says, I said, mom, guess what? She goes, you passed the bar. And I said, yeah. She goes, I know. And I said, no, you didn't know. I didn't know. You know, so she was just really <laughs> awesome. She's like, of course you pass. I go, well, okay, thanks mom. But you know, when I was taking it the first time I was terrified and, uh, not the second time, but you know. I think that's a fun story because it's your, your, your she, it's, you don't understand how hard this is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> it's, it's hard to go to law school, especially if you're working. Now, at the time that I did it, um, there was only one school that did part-time law school. Now, most schools do because they, they know the reality of things. And, you know, people just can't. Always Cost of living has gone up even for people who want to study law. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, it has, I'm constantly, but I would work from, you know, 6.30 to 2.30, take a class, get to school at 3.15 for a class and then take a couple of night classes and a Saturday class. And, and I'd have assignments due the next day and it, it was crazy, but I, I loved the study. I loved the pursuit. I loved learning and I really wanted to teach, which is why I went to law school. So I don't practice law. I'm not licensed in California. I probably will take care of that because I have taken it 
twice in California. It wasn't my passion to become a lawyer. I worked at some family law firms while I was taking, you know, studying for the bar and while I was uh, in law school. And I hated it. I mean, people fighting over kids and fighting just to be mean. And I mean, there are other areas that might be more interesting. I was I was able to clerk for a Ninth Circuit judge. That was the highlight of my life. And I got to handle a Ninth Circuit case, which was also the highlight of my legal career outside of this company that I've been able to form. But, you know, it's, it's just, I don't see myself as someone that wants to be in that line of work. And, but I love helping people get there, which probably seems odd, but I love teaching and I love seeing people understand and learn something that they haven't learned before and, and giving them the insights that they need because, you know, getting 150 pages per topic and trying to memorize that doesn't translate to passing anything. If your job was to rewrite an outline on the bar, then I would say, yes, that's perfect, but it's not. So anyway, that's my, yeah, no. Um, so I just found here, cause I was gonna, I was mainly trying to see what other, uh, what's the next steps for Kim's law <laughs> journey. And yes. I found here, did Kim Kardashian pass the bar exam? And it said, yes, she passed the October 26th exam. But it also says usually those taking the baby bar exam only get three times to pass. But California added an extra try because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, is that why? Okay, that makes sense. This is the ABA journal, the articles. Thank you for finding that because I, I didn't come across that. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So I think the the 2% pass rate that you mentioned um, is for people who took the original and then passed the bar itself, like passing the bar is the, yeah, no, it the is. lower percentage. It is. Right. It seems That's like the average for the baby bar pass rate is actually, um, or based on this, this is based on 2019, the uh, first time takers, 29.5% passed and then 14.9% of repeat takers. So it seems like repeat takers, that seems to be the ongoing statistic is that the more times you take it, actually the less likely you are to yeah. pass. So after this, I know she had another bar exam, but how long does she have to wait or how many, is there a total of hours she needs to be under someone's tutelage? There is are. there? And there's things that have to be submitted to the state bar on a regular basis to show and prove that she's doing her work. So that has to be done. And it had to be done just to qualify to take the baby bar exam. So, or the first year law students exam. So, so clearly that's happening, you know, but going from three subjects and a hundred, or I think it's a hundred multiple choice questions to 15 and 200, that's where that less than 2% number comes in. The, the people that actually pass the bar and become licensed well, they didn't say license, but, you know, pass the bar after all of that is less than 2%. So it's definitely, I guess, I guess that would validate it's harder <laughs> for her, um, you know, her statement that it's harder, but uh, law school is no easy feat. And, you know, when somebody graduates from law school, whatever scores they have, uh, you know, and they're, whether they're top of the class, middle of the class, or just barely made it through. I mean, it's a really big accomplishment and it does take most people about four years for uh, part-time study. And I have a lot of students that are in their 50s, 60s, having gone to law school later in life, looking for a new career. And it's possible they do that. And it's pretty cool. I like working with those people, but she failed the baby bar three times over two years, finally passed. 
So if she obviously started submitting the paperwork. And- she has at least three years left. I would say, yeah, because whether she put in two years isn't the point. She only covered those three subjects and passed those three subjects out of the 15 she has to, 15 or 16 she has to do. But by the time she takes the bar exam, it may be a very different exam. The National Conference of Bar Examiners, I do predictions for the California bar exam. And I would never tell someone to study only those. That's ridiculous. But I I do it for my students. I don't really sell it publicly or anything like that. I think that's kind of unsavory. But I've had a pretty good run because I've studied the bar exam for a long time. And so the point of my mentioning that is that I tweeted out the subjects because I was excited that we got five out of five again. And I thought, this is Mm. great. And then I got a call from the National Conference of Bar Examiners Council that very day. <laughs> and I listened to the message, could you please take this tweet down? I'm like, oh. So I immediately removed it. And I called the guy back. And he was such mm-hmm. a nice person to talk to. And he says, well, thanks for taking that down, because we really can't control what people say. But students who are examinees promise they sign an agreement when they take the bar, they're not going to release the subjects. And the reason why for that is that people, some people take the exam under Uh, different time conditions. They might have a disability or a learning disability or a physical disability. I've worked with a couple people that had cerebral palsy, so they could only sit for a certain amount of time. So they were given a six-day test back when it was three. Talk about grueling. It was so difficult. I had two students that did this, and they both succeeded, but it was really tough. So you don't want the exam topics released before those people have, before everyone's finished taking the bar exam. Yeah. So people have extra time. I wouldn't even call it extra time. There, it's very difficult to get bonus time, as people would think, because it has to be for something real. And so, you know, when you can only sit for 30 minutes at a time. Yeah, that's a real thing. But yeah, she would have, I would say, three years. Usually it's a five-year period. But the clock doesn't just run from her first year because basically in two years, she did what someone should have done as a part-time law student in one year. So you would have those three subjects as a part-time student. If you're a full-time student, you would have five subjects that year. And you would have a course called legal writing, which, you know, Barbary pretty much did that for her. And, and, you know, not to take anything away from her, she clearly did pass. Yeah, we can still acknowledge that she took the test and, you know, that is of itself an accomplishment. And, you know, the reasons of why she wants to do this, uh, the work she wants to do. We can acknowledge that those are good and admirable things and all of that. But we can also still critique the support she was afforded. No one else will get. No one else will get. And also, like, she... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she is a mother. She has, I believe, multiple nannies. She has private chefs. She is obviously private tutors for this. I'm assuming there's probably even more going on behind the scenes that weren't mentioned in this Twitter thread that she is also getting like more potentially more tutors on top of just Barbary or someone else yeah. working with her that Possibly, way. Yeah. She can be, I'm trying to think of the word, be doing the work in the cushiest of ways, or like, I don't even know how else to put it. Absolutely. I remember being in my second year of law school and just kind of, you know, it's overwhelming. And a lot of my colleagues in law school were men. And I mean, they were women too, but more men than women. 
And I remember this guy complaining about how difficult everything is. And he goes, thank God my wife does my laundering. And he pa she packs some lunch. And, and I'm just like, I think I need a wife. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, he takes care of your kids. She takes care. She supports you financially, drops the kids off to daycare every day and picks them up mm -hmm. and provides food for you and shelter and supports you in this endeavor. And, you know, I just... I mean, I was joking, but it was just, it's kind of like, it's really difficult to get through law school. Yeah. And it's like when people say we all have the same 24 hours and that's just not true. You it's know, everyone true. is different support systems and different or no support system. <laughs> yeah. No support system or different, you know, financial struggles. And that's why I hate grind mm -hmm. culture and everyone that says you have the same 24 hours. You can be born poor. You don't have to die poor. Fuck you. <laughs> Kiss my ass. You know, that's right. like God. Uh, so I think that, <laughs> Uh, that's probably a good place for us to kind of wrap this up. Yes. So all in all, yes. this wasn't so much of a shenanigan overall, so much as just kind of like a deep dive into some of what Kim has uh, done to prepare for the baby bar, what's gone on with the baby bar passing. Obviously, like we did not know that they had added and it. The benefit. Yeah, and the, to benefit her and all of that in this time. And I mean, I, like you said, I didn't know that they had added a COVID-19 for the I didn't either. But I'm glad they did. Yeah, no, God. now that makes me wonder what the pass rate <laughs> was God. for the fourth. Kim Kardashian is going to go through. <laughs> Yay. No, but I mean, that makes me wonder if anyone took advantage of that. Like if anyone didn't pass it years ago and then tried it now. Oh, I'm sure. Like I wonder. Yeah, they probably yeah. did. And I, I think I'm not sure if they would cut it off. Like who knows? But I, I think that's only fair. And you know, one thing that is going to happen is the NCBE is, we've had this online test, and I know you want to wrap up. I just want to add one thing. No, it's fine. The online test was due to COVID, as everyone knows. But the NCB, National Conference of Bar Examiners, they provide the multiple choice section, which every state takes. They said, no, we're not doing it online. And when that guy called, you know, to tell me to take those things off of Twitter, the predictions, we had a long talk and he said that we're changing the bar exam substantially in five years it'll be a very different exam and they have control over it because you can't use that portion of the test unless you abide by everything else that they want to abide by so only because of the ncb is the exam going to be in person this time but they're going to make the test in about five years it's going to change from Multiple choice, which is their diet, that's what they do, um, and they make their money off of that. But they're actually, I think there may be a nonprofit aspects of it are. Anyway, the long in the long run, they're going to do a performance-based exam, meaning that they will test you on your skills as a would-be lawyer. And they have one test right now as part of the California exam, and most all states have this called the performance test. But it's just one it's a 90 minute section of the six and a half, 13 hours of the test. So it's not much. Mm -hmm. So they're moving and they're going to shift that. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens in the future. So normally this is when I would ask that you share a shenanigan, but I feel like the, the second time <laughs> bar pass, I think that is a shenanigan in and of itself. Cause it was like, okay, yeah. sure. Oh, it's so hard. I don't understand. Okay, I think that's a shenanigan. I think that's going to count this time around. Yeah, it'll be interesting um, to see. Years will tell. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Oh, so I will have me. all of Lisa's bar exam prep, bar none review uh, links, and everything down in the description box. She has a YouTube channel that has a bunch of free videos and resources available right now. If you would like to go check those out, if you're, if you're not convinced that she knows what she's talking about <laughs> from the entirety of this podcast, the, the YouTube channel will further prove that. Okay. And if you, Hey, if you are looking for a bar exam prep, she's your girl. Trust me. I have seen so I'm going to be honest, I've seen some pretty helpless cases. The first, first round, I, and then I, by the end of it, they pass the bar, and I'm very impressed. <laughs> Don't name any Please. names. <laughs> Not naming any names, but I've just seen some very interesting students come through the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I but thank you so that. much for coming. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Amanda. <laughs> made my day. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening or for watching on the YouTube channel. New episodes every Wednesday. If you would like to send in any shenanigans of your own, we do have the Swell Shenanigans podcast at gmail.com or you can send in a voice memo to anchor.com, the profile for this podcast. And that is going to be it. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast and share it with all your friends so that they can also get in on the Swell Shenanigans. And that's going to be it. Have a lovely day. Goodbye.